Welcome to a new episode of NY Just Fans with host David Sharma and Chris Powell. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Just Fans Podcast, and like our Facebook page, NY Just Fans, as we is on episode, I think it's six or seven, I'm not too sure, um, of the draft special. Uh, Chris, started off with you, um, top five cornerbacks. Top five corners. All right. I think I got the, <laughs> I think everybody's got the top two is the same, but um, my top two, I'm going to go uh, Caleb Farley, Virginia Tech. Um, he was a high school quarterback coming out. Um, he's got a huge ceiling, still learning the position, obviously. He did have a back injury in 2019, tore his ACL in 2017. So, and he opted out last year, you know, this past season. So he's still learning, like I said, but I think his ceiling is much higher than some of these other guys. Uh, number two, Patrick Satane. Everybody's heard about him uh, from Alabama. Played a lot of zone. Deep speed is his biggest concern. Um, number three, I'll go with uh, J.C. Horn, South Carolina. Obviously, everybody knows his dad. Um, physical corner. He's only got two career interceptions. The only his only weak, not his only weakness, but his major weakness is he's not the best tackler out there. Um, number four, I would have put him a little bit higher, but he's got a little bit of an injury history too. Is Greg Newsom from Northwestern? Uh, he's missed thirteen games in three years, um, but. Um, showing you how good this guy is. He went, he also went four straight games without giving up a catch. Um, he's only got one career pick in college. And uh, number five, uh, I was kind of torn between a couple of guys, but I'm just going to give you a pulse in a table from Stanford. Um, good instincts, good football IQ. He's a guy that could fit in any scheme. So he'll be my five. All right. Uh, I guess it's my turn then, I guess. Um, I'm going, um, shockingly, uh, my number one is Khalif Farley from Virginia Tech. Um, love his game. My second one is Patrick Satang from Alabama. Uh, my number three is the same thing as yours, Chris, uh, J.C. Horn. Number four is Asante Samuel Jr. And uh, I was more into uh, my number five is between Greg Newsom and Tay Gowen from uh, UFUCS. Uh, it's not it's not too much in the cornerbacks this year. So, but I was torn between them two, and I got both of them as a number five. Yeah, I guess it's me next. Uh... I'm gonna. I'm. Um. Patrick Sertan is my is my best corner number one. Um. I know why everybody picks Caleb Farley. Um. And for a minute there, I thought I would go with him too. But uh, the most technical corner I've seen in a while coming out. Um. I mean. Um. I I don't want to besmirch the name of um, of the kid that kid that went first last year. The first corner picked off the off the board last year. Um. Because he's very good too, but um, I think Patrick Satan is on that level. He's not that. He's not the athlete that Farley is, but the fact that he could mirror routes the way he does, 
and stay in the pocket of corners the way he does shows you how technical he is. I like his size, six to two or two. Um, just the, the, I mean, the, the coverage. I mean, I know he did not have a lot of interceptions, but the fact that his coverage ability, like I think PFF had his coverage at, at 91.7, highest graded coverage coming out in the draft this year. So, and I think he spent the entire 2020 with no, no penalties. That, that just, again, goes to show you just the pure technicality in his game. Um, and a lot of a lot about playing corner is about being technical, um, you know, not opening up your hips too quickly, um, getting in and out of phases with running backs, literally mirroring what they're doing, studying tape and understanding their tendencies, which is something you see a lot about him. And that's why I love him. At my first corner, of course, Caleb Farley is my second corner. And I project him... I, I just the reason why everybody loves him for just the speed because he's the fastest corner. Um, just the um, and the the ball hawking skills and the fact that he transitions so quickly be, um, between his his pedal his back pedal and his uh, and his uh, cut for the ball. Um, the fact that he does that so quickly and he's the the just the ab, absolute crazy amount of range that he has. Uh, number three, of course, is J.C. Horn. Of course, the NFL DNA with his father being a Pro Bowl wide receiver for so long. Um, you could see that. But but I think the more, my thing is the fact that he always somehow gets to the ball, um, even if he doesn't intercept it, the fact that he always bats balls down and always get to the catch point with or sometimes before wide receivers kind of is the reason why. Um, there again, a lot of reasons why you see players get uh, get to those spots is because you understand uh, your technical game and you also understand the route concepts running in front of you, so you could kind of tell where to be. Um, uh, I, I think I'm like everybody else. Uh, Greg, um, like Chris, I, at least Greg Newsom is my number four. Um, I think he, <laughs> I think he has potential to be one of the higher. Uh, one of the best corners coming out. I would not grade him higher because just this, he didn't have the amount of experience, but just the IQ, this crazy, the speed. Uh, I think he, he allowed like, a, um, what was it? Like 10, like 31.7 uh, coverage overall percent. And 10.5 on third and fourth down, which is kind of crazy. You know, that just goes to show you. But um, I think one of the reasons why I'm in love with Greg Newsom is the fact that um, just the footwork, man. Like, man, like, it's just ridiculous how he gets in and out of cuts. It's, it's ridiculous. He, he, to some point, like, it looks like he's a wide receiver out there, the way he ran. He runs routes with, with wide receivers. And uh, number five, man. I could have picked a lot of guys, man. I could have picked Campbell, uh, Tyson Campbell out of Georgia. I could have picked Paulson Adebo, Asante Samuel, but Elijah Molden, man, the best nickel corner. This dude is a dog, man. Tough dude. I mean, how how could you be that tough <laughs> in a 5'10", 191 pounds, man? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, of course, his father played in the league as a corner for eight years. But the instincts, the athleticism, and he just seems like he knows 
everything that's going on. It's always in position, never really out of position that much. I think I think his aggressiveness is one of the things I have issues with, if anything. The fact that he uh, sometimes uh, just because of his aggressiveness gets out of uh, out of position to create the uh, uh, big plays. I think he had that issue in 2019, I want to say. Um, but um, but but the game, man, he's he's just so good, just aggressive, and, and he could he tackle against the run and stuff like that. Is one of the reasons why I had him on my top five. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say for my five, I'm gonna start off by taking quotations and put around everything Charmin said about Patrick Sertain because <laughs> he's my number one. I said, for me, um, just the being such a complete corner in terms of technique and everything. Um, I said, I know his speed is a question, but when when you have the the technical um, side of it, you know, and have it down to to a science, it can make up for the lack of speed, and you know, in my opinion, um, Farley. Again, that's my number two. Um, and for the same fact, I think pretty much everyone else said, the, the speed that this guy has, where he might not be as technically sound, his speed makes up for, you know, some of the technical aspects. You know, there's a lot of film, um, quite a few of his highlights, I should say, um, where you'll see uh, a wide receiver get a step on him on you know like on a slant route or whatever but the guy's closing speed just is top notch so in most cases where it would be a catch he's getting there to um you know make a play on the ball um and my number three just like everyone else is um cj horn i mean jc horn um he's to me he's He's kind of like the first two, but not as good in the strengths of the other two's areas. Like he has decent speed, not great speed. He has decent technique, technique, not great technique. So, but having those those factors as being good and not great, you know, is why um, I have him as my um, my third spot. Um, for my fourth guy. Um, I say he's more of a nickel guy, but to me, um, just seeing his growth over the years uh, just stood out to me, and that's um, Elijah Molden. I said, small guy, 5'10", I think 190 pounds, doesn't play like it. Um, he, you see over the years, like he had a steady growth in terms of getting better. Um, 2019 uh, being one of his best years, uh, he went from like a 29 tackle year to almost an 80 tackle year and went from zero interceptions to four. Like he made a really big leap in terms of productivity, you know, like going from his first two years into his junior year. Um, he only played four, four games in, uh, in 2020, but to me, it seemed like in those four games, he was on the path to continue what he did in uh, 2019. And um, my last guy, which is probably going to be a surprise because everyone else had uh, 
Newsom, but my fifth guy is um, Paulson Adibo. Uh, to me, just seeing uh, just the pure athleticism this guy had, um, he had the productivity as well. Um, the two uh, played his first two years, um, sophomore and junior year, roughly about 20 games. But in those 20 games, he had uh, about almost 100 tackles and uh, four interceptions each year. So to me, like, that shows that not only, you know, he's making plays to get the ball, he's able to make tackles. He had a couple, he had five tackles for losses um, from the corner position. And, you know, I just think the fact that also, you know, his hands are really good being, a, um, if I'm not saying he was a former wide receiver and converted. So um, that's probably why, you know, he's consistent with um, his interception numbers. Um, again, like I said, there's others, like you said, um, was that Eric Stokes? Um, that's, you know, probably one of the fastest guys that's coming out to the honorable mention. Um, I would say for Newsom to me, um, I didn't watch a lot of like I guess his complete game footage, but um, I've realized to me like in some of a lot of his highlights, um, it was more or less him being around the play than making the play, and a, for me it's like I was saying, uh, a lot of the times the the some of the times where he I was not a lot. Some of the times when he was making plays, it's more or less um, the quarterback making poor throws than a quarterback making a great throw and him making the play on it. So um, just from that factor is why, you know, I didn't put him on my list. But um, I do recognize that the, you know, from a technical standpoint, also being a 6'3", like 210 guy, you know, it's a big physical guy that um that he I, I do think he can be productive you know on the next level in the right system so with that being said um because of the cornerbacks <clears throat> excuse me that has been signed over free agency i don't know if the jets trying to sign one or not um do you see the jets drafting one of these guys and why i, I would draft one of these guys um yeah. And and the scheme and the scheme uh, scheme fit would be probably important. Um, you would want somebody that has that could uh, if 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 they're gonna play uh, that kind of cover three um, that cover three look. You kind of have you need a corner that could play something like what Richard Sherman does, which is uh, which you 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 play one side of the field. You play sh uh, more short area because there's also always a safety above you. Um, so you're looking for to attack the short areas more than anything. Um, you, you, you don't, you don't always carry wide receivers all the way down the field. Um, so you, you know, you, you have the click and close, you, you have the athleticism to run with wide receivers. Uh, so there's a couple guys that we mentioned that could do that. Um, of course, I don't think we're going to be in the running for guys like Patrick Sertan and Farley. Um, uh, so, you know, guys, Guys like Horn, I don't know if I like Horn in this system that much. Um, I, I, um, 
I think Newsom is the guy. I think that's that's the guy. I think the IQ and the understanding of football and the speed and the athleticism, I think that's the kind of guy that the Jets would be looking for. Yeah, I I definitely see them taking one either the late first or the the second rounder uh, that we have for sure. Uh, depending on how the, the draft works out, obviously, because um, unfortunately we have other holes. But um, I, I I hope <laughs> I hope we get one of these top five guys that we've mentioned. Even you know, but there's even guys that we haven't mentioned that are going to go probably right there as well. So. Um, I just hope we have a chance to, to get one of the, the top, you know, more of the top guys. But um, obviously the way that free agency is working, it looks like we might go uh, guard <laughs> early because guard is still a major hole for us, but corner is too. So I could definitely see it. Uh, one of these guys being drafted by us for sure. And with that being said, um, also, uh, Richard Sherman, uh, is there any more cornerbacks that's left for free agency that the Jets can possibly sign at this moment? Um, uh, I, I think people have brought up uh, the, 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 chance, the chance of bringing Sherman over. Um, uh, that, would be, uh, that would be something people, uh, everyone would like. Um, I don't know if I'm in love with that move as much. Um, yes, I, I understand what he is, and he's literally uh, one of the best corners we've seen in a long time, uh, probably a Hall of Fame at this point, um, probably by the end of his career, I mean. Um, but um, um, uh, what's, the, what's the kid from, uh, from the Titans? Played the Titans. Jackson. Jackson? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, to me, Jackson kind of fits that, um, fits that mode, um, smart corner. Um, understands when to get hands on, when not to um, understand, has a high end um, understanding of concepts and stuff like that and could play with his, with his eyes, of, you know, with play with things in, with uh, things happening in front of him instead of him having to run backwards. Um, that means, that means more zone. So yeah, I like, I like that. I mean, and you still got a couple other big names too. You got Malcolm Butler still out there. Uh, Quentin Dunbar, um, uh, Brian Poole, <laughs> he's still out there, so we might be re-signing him. Uh, AJ Boyd is out there. Um, another older guy, Casey Hayward. So, you know, th there's still guys out there to get. So hopefully we can get one, you know, to come in because we have such a young group of, of corners. It would be great to get a, a veteran in there just to kind of solidify it and also too takes a little bit of pressure off the draft, you know, and making sure you get a top corner, you know? So hopefully, hopefully we bring in one of these guys. Yeah, uh, I, I, I agree. Go ahead. Um, yeah. I was going to say also um, another guy that, you know, that was on the radio. I know um, they were talking about is um, the, Kwan Williams from um, 49ers since he played, you know, in the system before. So right. he's an older guy, you know, veteran guy. So um, I know that was one of the possible targets they were talking about, in, um, you know, in free agency. So I would say maybe between him and Poole, I can definitely see, you know, one of them possibly being signed. Yeah. 
Oh, sorry. And, um, <laughs> and I know that uh, for what I for what I just uh, saw and heard, uh, Dory Jackson is, I think, is visiting the Giants today. If I'm sure, let's let's keep our hopes that the Giants don't sign him. Even though they just signed Kenny Galladay to a big contract, Lord Jesus, we'll talk about that one on uh, I think Wednesday's episode. Um, let's let's get more into the safeties. Uh, Chris, oh, go right ahead with the safeties. Top five safeties. Uh, my guys, again, the top guys, I think everybody's got them up top one and two. Uh, number one, I got Trevor Morrig from TCU, two-year starter, solid against the run, probably the best up there. Number two, uh, Holland from uh, Oregon, another guy we've been hearing about a lot, three-year starter. He also, this guy, you could also line him up as a receiver on occasion. He did that a lot in college. So he's a guy that you could think about in that sense. Maybe you could throw him out there as a wide receiver as well in some plays. Uh, number three, I got uh, Richie Gant from uh, UCF. Um, played all over, single high safety, split zones, man coverage from the slot. So could put him almost anywhere. Uh, great ball skills and versatility, which you love. Uh, number four, I don't know how to say this guy's name. <laughs> the one from Florida State. Uh, is it Redeen? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Hamza yeah. <laughs> Uh Big guy. Another one just like Gan. You can kind of play him all over the place. And number four, another fun name to say. Uh, <laughs> uh, Alanoa. Hufanaga from USC. Oh, Hufanaga. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I said that right, but um, he had four picks this past season. Another very versatile safety. So that's my top five. Uh, go ahead, Kyle. So, yeah, Kyle, get to go. No, I was about to say. Oh, no, I'm right sorry, Devin. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to go. <laughs> I was about to say, hey, you I broke the cycle. free space. Nah, I nah, broke the cycle. It's my fault. I got you. <laughs> I got you. Uh, um, uh, number one is uh, Trayvon. Uh, I can't even say his damn name. Uh, Moy, Moy Rick. Yeah, thank you, TCU. Uh, my second one probably will be uh, Elijah Molden from Washington. Uh, three is Richie Grant, UCF. Uh, it's, I, it's, it's, very short. it's very tough for me. So I don't know. Number four, maybe Javon Holland from uh, Oregon. And my five is probably Paris Ford from uh, Pittsburgh. Because he, because he jumped up from, um, I guess he, you know, he he's that type of guy that can, that can play. He had a horrible, I think, 2018, 2019, but he jumped up to 2020. Uh, he played a lot better, so I, so I'm guessing his potential is is a little higher, you know, more higher than what it was. So that that was my top five. It was that that was probably the most the most difficult choice I had to make. So yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. um... I totally agree with the with um, with uh, Morig being the best safety. Um, I think Morig is more of a, a a free safety than he's a strong safety. Yeah, he 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 could tackle, he could stop the run, but I I don't think that's his strength. I think his strength is in coverage, um, his IQ, his ball skills, um, his technique. Uh, one of the one of the great uh, best best safeties. Um, playing and uh, getting in and out of his transitions and from his back pedal into shooting his gun, getting into uh, getting on the ball, his recognition of plays 
it's like it's like a snap like he's there within an you know within a millisecond almost every time when he recognized plays um that's what makes him the best safety in my opinion i think grant is the second best safety and uh not only because of he had the ball production but just the fact that like chris said he's so versatile and you could put him so many different places and um you know of course the ball skills and stuff like that also uh but again another safety that understands when to where he's supposed to be at all times and he understands when to transition from backpedaling to you know go get the ball like instantly getting there he's uh you know understanding of his of 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 what's happening in front of him and when to go get it um it's up there uh with Mori uh I have Holland number 3 and even in um, I'm Holland is going to be one of those new kind of safeties that play kind of a nickel safety type you know who covers guys in the slot sometimes and you know drops deep sometimes you know I I think he has a lot of uh a lot of so much uh, versatility on the whole um, as a coverage guy, especially in, in a nickel setting. I think he really fits that. Um, but he's uh, you can't. Uh, I could. I just could not um, ignore his skills and the fact that he's a returner. Um, at ball, uh, he actually returns the ball. At, at, um, he did that in college. So you don't become a returner if you're not a tough dude. So I had to respect that. And I respect the ball skills. Um, Javon Holland, of course, that's my number three. And number four is uh, I'm gonna go on a on on a. This one is a is kind of a just a love pick for me, Andre Cisco. Um, I know he's not the best technical guy. I understand that he kind of falls apart sometimes, but the fact that this dude has the range that he has, man. I mean, he. I think he has the best range of all the safety. If this dude could come from one, like one hash to the next, I'm, I, I was talking about how fast the uh, Maury res- responds to, you know, stimuli when he just, when he notices a route concept and he understands where he's supposed to be. Cisco gets there in like, <laughs> in the back of an eye, man. It's just ridiculous how fast this dude is. And where he gets, and I think he kind of leans. I think one of the reasons why his technical is the technical part of his game falls apart is because he he leans too heavily on on his speed and athleticism. I think when he gets coaching, that gets to kind of quiet that down a little bit and understand um, your full understanding of what's happening as more as, as in, especially in the pros would serve you better than just being fast. You will have a beast of a safety. In Cisco, so that's one of my reasons reasons why I have Cisco here um, at number four and number five. It's uh, like um, Hamza Nezreel Dean, just a just a big dude, man. And for a big dude that's six four, two twelve, for him to be able to for you to be able to drop him in space and be he's a, he's able to cover in space the way he does is just unfair, man. Like you're way too big to be able to do the stuff that you're doing. You know, it's like it's just ridiculous, man. I had to, I had to give him a shout out, and he could play in the box, like some of those guys that I just mentioned. I think Grant would be another a guy that would play in the box, but not as much as Nezirudin could. I think Nezirudin is 
could play in the box, but don't disrespect his coverage skills because he definitely could cover. Yeah. Um, for me, as I said, uh, I, I'm going with the consensus of everybody. And, you know, with uh, the first guy being uh, Trayvon Morick, um, he's, he's actually, one, I would say, one of my personal favorites in, in the draft right now. Just so, as I said, he just shows to me, like he shows so much range in terms of, you know, being able to make plays on the ball. And this guy had, you know, 21 uh, pass breakups in his, you know, in his career from the safety spot. And as I said, he just, as I said, the range just is it's outstanding in terms, you know, in terms of his ability. Sure. Um, for me, I have Holland as my number two, and I have him there for the simple fact of his versatility. You know, a guy that, you know, played safety and, you know, I think, I'm not sure which way it was, but I think he went from safety to then playing nickel, you know, for for Oregon. So to me, being able to have the speed and versatility to move there, you know, obviously if he's playing safety, he should have been, you know, a decent tackler. Um, and I said, I think in his two years, he had over a hundred tackles. So, you know, that shows that, you know, he's able to do that as well as I believe he had nine interceptions. So, I said, to me, just being able to have a guy that, you know, depending on where he lines up, can cause confusion in terms of what, um, you know, defenses might be doing because he's able to play both roles. Um, my number three, this one, I said, I'm, I'm probably have to go with Grant, you know, uh for pretty much a lot of a lot of things you guys were saying you know you guys just been you know pretty much solid uh solid safety for them um my number four is similar to charming is um andre cisco i said me watching this guy it just seems like he just really had uh a knack for reading routes and jumping routes and just getting, you know, getting to the ball. Um, his first two seasons, he had um, like 12 interceptions. One, he returned for a touchdown. So, you know, that's another big part. This is like when you see him, if he once he gets the ball, you know, the guy's takes off. It's, it's almost like he's on a uh, doing returns. Um, and my last guy. To me, it was like a, a, a coin flip for me, but uh, I'm going to go with um, Nazir Ladeen from Florida State. Um, guy was just pretty much a tackling machine with uh, over 300, I mean, sorry, almost over 200 tackles, you know, for um, his first three years. Um, like I said, he's a big guy, 6'4" twenty, um, and I also like him in terms of a fit because 
at 6'4", 220, um, the fact that he plays safety, there's a, also a good chance that you can move him around and have him play uh, weak side linebacker. Because if you watch some of his tape, the guy makes sticks at the line. Like you see mm-hmm. him coming, you know, coming downhill. And there's quite a few of his highlights where he's meeting guys at the line of scrimmage, popping them, and you just see the ball pop out, you know, from the offensive player's hand. So um, that's, and I said, that's something, you know, kind of like with, um, well, Holland, that versatility that I, to me, I had to put him on the list. Sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was a good list. Um, the Jets, I know they need some, some, some kind of backup safety. So I think we only have Ashton Davis and, um, Marcus May. Uh, who, I forgot who, about the new guy. Who's the, I forgot who's the new guy? Joiner. Joiner. Oh, I forgot about him. And he and he played and he actually played safety for the Rams and things didn't work out for him with the Raiders. So so does that mean they should fall back on on trying to add another safety? I no, I think they should. Yeah, I, I think, think they. Yeah, I think they should still get one. I don't know early yeah. though. Yeah, I. Yeah, um, I'm they, saying like mid round, maybe late. And when, yeah, when you're when you're playing in when you're playing in in a scheme where you need you need you need guys could um cover in space, you definitely need. A rotation of guys. Um, I I uh, I saw our friend from uh, JetX Factor, um, Michael Nania, po- uh, pointing out um, pointing out that fact that uh, that you need that um, that you need that coverage. You need that that guy that could um, just cover in space a lot. And um, I, I think Joiner would. I think Joiner uh, would do that. Um, I just I don't think I think from the way they used. Um, what's the what's the kid we had last year? Um, that drafted last year, it looks like Easty was on at the line of scrimmage a lot. Um, Davis. they didn't have right Davis. They had Davis at the line of scrimmage a lot. They didn't have him playing deep. That probably is it, it's probably um one of the reasons probably because he needed to learn more, and he because uh, I think I remember when he was coming out, he had issues with eye discipline. Um, being out of position a lot, but when you put him when you put him in a place where he could use his athleticism, he's pretty good at that. Um, but you know, from studying film and growing in the system, probably he's gonna he's gonna get better because he definitely has the athleticism to to be able to cover, um, being more technical and understanding where and where to be where and when to go um, should matter. But oh yeah, I agree with you um, that they should get somebody else. In that rotation, yeah, I would, I would definitely say that. Um, I know one of the, the the favorites that I I you know normally pick in my um in my uh, mock drafts is um uh, Jacoby Stevenson from uh, LSU. Yes. And to me, like I said, for me, I like him for the same reason that I was talking about with Nasser Ladine. Like he's a uh, six three. 230 pound guy playing safety. So hmm. my thing is if he's that big and he shows the ability to play safety, he can surely drop down in certain situations, disguise situations and play that, that weak side um, 
linebacker role at, you know, at 230. So um, just that versatility, I think, is something that they, they can use. Yeah, um, you need, you need, you need, you need, that's one of the things we need is somebody to play weak side because I don't know what the plan the Jets are for that. Um, but also, I think I, um, since we didn't bring pool back, who's going to be playing slot? You know, because if you're going to be playing slot, you need you need somebody to play slot, not only when you're when you're in nickel, but in dime too. sometimes that means you, you need somebody bigger, somebody to go over a tight end or something or even come down and stop the run. One of the things that was good again about pool is his tackling was something that you would never question, you know, and his coverage skills and understanding of football on the whole was was high level. Um, maybe they saw something on tape that he's, uh, um, he's missed, he's dropped, he's missing a step, you know, or he missed a step here and there. So that's probably why they haven't brought him back, but we definitely need that somebody that could do all that stuff. Just like you mentioned your last guy, Kyle, you know, just the, just the, the, the ability to not only play in the slot, which is probably one of the toughest positions in football where you you have to be an edge player which means that sometimes you have to be the the guy going up against the pulling tight end or the pulling guard which is kind of ridiculous when you when you are uh, doing wide and when you're going against team that run wide zone and and you have to be able to have a range to cover too so yeah and actually i think um i believe um um Gidry. Is Hoda and they might be looking to um really put in the slot because they said um if I'm not mistaken, um he was one of the best slot corners in terms of rating going down the stretch of the um last season, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I gotta look into that. Well, if so, that would be very interesting. But we did, but I think we did see saw a little bit of flashes from Davis last season. It wasn't like the beginning, but it was like the middle last part of the season that we saw a couple of flashes here and there. So um, we, we hoping to, we hoping hmm. we still got a lot of holes to fill, a lot of holes to fill, which is crazy <laughs> in our situation. Thankfully safety is not one of them. I mean, it'd be good to get depth there, but it's not like a need like guard and corner that we have now that we need, yeah. you know, but. Yeah, it's not, it's not, the, it's not the best, but you know what? Joe Douglas is taking and um, Salah, they taking the time to make the team look better. You know, it's not it's not about spending all this money. I mean, yeah, you, you can spend all the money you want, but at the same time, where, where it's going to lead you if you're not building the right way. And, and Davin, and Davin the, the, I think the biggest point about building a team that people don't understand is you don't need an ultra-talented player at every position. You need people that could do their job seriously that's the that's that's what we're looking for you yes there are going to be play areas on a team where you need the leader of that spot to be just a difference maker you just you don't have a choice but that's just how it is um but when you like we're just talking about safety you know um yeah your free safety has to be able to be a free safety and we have that you know um your box safety has to be able to be a box safety but you also need the guy, a guy that just has multiple different tools in his toolbox that can use them pretty well, you know. And that doesn't mean you need to draft and draft him in the first or the second round or even the third round. If he's good at what he does and you could coach him into doing it, 
you could get you could get a cheap guy you know a guy on the cheap to do that job you know because he's backed up by a better core of defensive backs that are very good so he doesn't have to be ultra talented if he has a clear understanding of what he needs to do a great example of that is is the patriots over the last you know 20 years with with belichick i mean how many superstars have they really had you know we had this discussion not too long ago about that and uh i mean how many superstars has this team really had especially on defense you know in 20 years i mean i'm talking about stars so there really hasn't been many. So like you said, you don't need, you know, this incredible player at every position. So it can be done. <laughs> don't, don't say that to all the Jets fans. They'll be pissed off with you, Chris. <laughs> well, it's just the truth, you know. I mean, yeah, but, you know, some people can't handle the truth. So, <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. You can't run away from the truth. The truth is there. There you go. There you go. Um, I, I, I think we could save my, our mock draft 2.0 for next week because um, I think Zach Wilson doing the mock draft, um, he doing this pro day Friday. And is there, there any other, is there any college college teams doing pro uh, pro day this week? Is uh, Ohio State should be coming up too, no? Yeah, there's a there's, um, there's supposed to be a lot of teams coming up this week and yeah. next week, the past the next two weeks, and I think they all going to be important. Did Miami do theirs yet? Um, mm. no, I don't think so. no, they no, they haven't. Yeah, I would have heard that. Um, some of the guys we mentioned had their pro days. I think I think one of the I think one of the corners that we mentioned out of um, uh. What's it? What's what's the kid's name from? Um, uh, what's the kid's name from? Well, man, I know uh, Trey Lance. Newsom, Newsom, Newsom yeah. had his has his had his. I think he ran uh in the forty. I think he ran uh what was it? Let me see three uh four three seven. That's good. No, Cam Camber ran a four three seven. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Um, Newsom ran a four three one. Sheesh. Um, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, you, you got, there's, uh, there's, there, yeah. Um, tomorrow. What's the other? What's the kid's name? Stokes. Stokes had run four two seven or something like yeah, that. Georgia. Yeah, Georgia. Wow. Yeah. The next, the next ones are coming up like tomorrow on the twenty second. You yeah. got Air Force, Bowling Green, Colorado, Colorado State, Florida State, Iowa, Missouri, Toledo. Okay. And to go the you rest know. of the week, if you want, March twenty third, you got. Alabama, Central Michigan, Iowa State, Nebraska, Purdue, the 24th, South Carolina, USC, Virginia, March 25th, you got Georgia Southern, Liberty, Massachusetts, Mississippi, North Texas, Penn State, San Diego State, SMU, Tennessee, Western Michigan, Uh, the 26th, we got Boston College, BYU, Michigan, South Dakota State, and Virginia Tech. So, yeah, so, right. so by, so, so so this, by week this weekend, very important. Yep. <laughs> so by this by, weekend. Yeah, so by, by this weekend, next week we'll be talking about um the pro days and who we think looked impressive and and um who needs some some polish, even though we already talked about that, and we'll give y'all the mock draft 2.0. So we'll have more more on that. That's that'll be very important. But mark your calendars um 23rd to the 26th because those are big days for the for the young guys. Um, I don't, is they, they doing the draft combine this year, right? Or no? No, that's no, no. no what's I'll going on now right. is exactly what's going on. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. all it's going to be. Right, right. All right, all right. Just making sure. All right. So 
this week. We'll be looking forward to it, and then we'll talk about it next week with our Mock Drive 2.0. Um, that's it. Make sure y'all uh, follow us on Twitter, Just Fans Podcast. And again, like our Facebook page, NY Just Fans. We do this for y'all every week. Until next time, we take a flight. Take flight. Take, take flight. flight.